Hi everyone, it's Evelyn and you're listening to Life Over Matter podcast and this is designed to be a Easter egg episode. I am sitting up, it is three o'clock in the morning and it is just like the never ending story. In uh, the first few seasons, I uh, oftentimes refer to the never ending story, which is was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it still is. But if you've never seen it, it's highly recommended. And this little boy goes up into the attic of the school and he covers up in a blanket and he starts reading. And I find that over the course of the last season, I will find myself not being able to sleep. And if I'm in a calm, really chill mood and it's not like a frantic, I've got to check all of my stuff and make sure that everything's in order type of sleeplessness, then I will get up and I will start reading and um, I'll come into the spiritual room and I'll cover up in my favorite blanket and I'll get out my candle so I don't need a reading light, you know, because the candle is uh, self-lit. It does the job for me. And um, so then I was sitting here and I was thinking, you know what, I'm going to share some of this with the listening audience and um, see if they find the same enjoyment from it that I'm finding right now. Uh, And maybe I'll publish this at night in case you want to listen to it before you go to sleep. So, um, you know, you might want to listen to it in the morning. Uh, but either way, it's chill. It's um, some of the best poems that have ever been written about life. Some of them are pretty easy to understand in layman's terms. And some of them, if I'm being perfectly honest, have a little bit of, you know, mystery to them and are written very interestingly. Uh, so hopefully I don't lose the rhythm of how some of these poems are to be read. Um going to do my best. Um, So the first one is a psalm written by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, but I'm going to read the introduction to on aconsciousrethink.com is the name of the website in case you want to look it up yourself at home. Uh, And again, I'm just reading about life and, you know, love and uh, all of life that happens on the in-between. And um, poetry actually is something that um, I get into from time to time. I've written some, um, but it's stored off in boxes somewhere. I couldn't even tell you where it is at at this point, if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, And... I used to, back in, gosh, the 90s, uh, 2000s, I used to go to poetry slams and watch people get up and um, really just give it their all for, you know, which made some of the poetry that I was reading and and writing just seem minuscule in importance because these people were so passionate about this craft. It was so amazing to watch and listen to. And then, you know, uh, as you get older, poetry kind of loses its spotlight, uh, especially since we're in this age of technology where everything is everything that was popular, uh, like poetry slams and things like that are, are considered somewhat old school, 
you know i'm sure in cities and stuff though like bigger cities they've got poetry slams that happen you know and, and things like that but i miss it sometimes and so uh lately if i can't sleep but it's not like a panic mode not sleep uh then instead of watching tv which you guys know I, I love YouTube. Um, but if I'm not watching TV, then I'm reading. And if I'm not reading one of the two books that we are going to be covering in the podcast in the coming months, then I'll read some poetry. So anyway, uh, great poetry manages to express the very essence of its subject. And when it comes to life, that's quite the challenge. To capture something that is so varied, but that binds us together as brothers and sisters in arms and takes real skill and craft. Luckily for us, the best poets through the ages have penned many a classic and beautiful verse to help us understand, nay, decipher life in all of its glory. These are the most deep and meaningful poems about life, some long, some short, some famous, and some less so. <clears throat> Again, this is A Psalm of Life by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. This rhyming poem is the spark that can reignite the fires within you. It challenges you to go out and live your life in the present moment as a hero and leave your mark on this world. Tell me not in mournful numbers, life is but an empty dream. For the soul is dead that slumbers and things are not what they seem. Life is real, life is earnest, and the grave is not its goal. Dust thou art, to dust returnest, was not spoken of the soul. Not enjoyment, and not sorrow, it is our destined end our way, but to act, that each tomorrow find us farther than today. Art is long, and time is fleeting, and our hearts, though stout and brave, Still, like muffled drums are beating, funeral marches to the grave. In the world's broad field of battle, in the bivouac of life, be not like dumb, driven cattle, be a hero in strife. Trust no future, however pleasant. Let the dead past bury its dead. Act, act in the living present, heart within and God overhead. Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave us footprints on the sands of time. Footprints that perhaps another, sailing over life's solemn main, a forlorn and shipwrecked brother, seeing shall take heart again. Let us, then, be up and doing, with a heart for any fate, still achieving, still pursuing, Learn to labor and to wait. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was a special slice of fantastic. I enjoyed it very much. The second one is The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost. So life is made up of a succession of choices. This famous poem begins at a fork in a wooden path and ushers the reader along the one road as a means of explaining that we must choose one way or another and not dilly-dally in life. 
No matter which way we go, we cannot foresee where it will take us, nor how the other would have turned out. We can do our best to make good decisions, but we'll never truly know how much worse or better the alternative might have been, and so we mustn't regret the road not taken. Two roads diverged in the yellow road. And sorry I could not travel both, and be one traveler, long as I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear. As far as the passing there had worn them really about the same, and both that morning equally lay, in leaves no step had trodden black, oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads to, on its way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence, to roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all of the difference. The third one is called If by Rudyard Kipling. So life will challenge you physically and mentally, emotionally and spiritually. This poem calls out for you to endure, to keep going through and rise above the adversity that you will face. It inspires, it motivates, it provides an example to follow. It's like a recipe for life and it provides a most satisfying meal. If you can keep your head <clears throat> When all about you, are you losing theirs and blaming it on you? If you can trust yourself and all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies or being hated. Don't give way to hating and yet don't look too good or talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two impostors just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by names to make traps for fools or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools, if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings, and never breathe a word about your loss if you can force your heart and nerves anew to serve your turn long after they are gone and to so hold where there is nothing in you except the will which says to them to hold on. If you can walk with the crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all the men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. The fourth one is Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night by Dylan Thomas. Death is inevitable, and as his poem states, death being dark, it is right, but the author urges us not to yield to death too easily and to fight for life till our last breath. 
It reminds us in a powerful and persuasive way that life is fleeting and we ought to make the most of the time that we have on this planet. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Though wise men at their end know dark is right, because their words had forked no lightning, they do not know they do not go gentle into that good night. Good men, the last wave by, crying how bright. Their frail deeds may have danced in a green bay, rage, rage against the dying of the night. Wild men who caught and sang the sun in flight, and learned too late they grieved it on its way, do not go gentle into that good night. Grave men near death who see the blinding sight, blind eyes could blaze like meteors, and be gay, rage, rage against the dying of the light. And you, my father, there on the sad height, curse, bless me now with your fierce tears, I pray. Do not go gentle into that good night, rage, rage against the dying of the light. Number five is called Desiderata by Max Ehrman. His prose poem is like an instruction manual for life. It's hugely uplifting and affirms life as something to be journeyed through with integrity and compassion. It touches upon many areas of existence from our relationships and careers to aging and our mental well-being. Truly a deep and meaningful composition, if ever there were one. Go placidly amid the noise and the haste, and remember what peace there may be in silence as far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly, and listen to others, even to the dull and the ignorant. They too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are vexatious to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain or bitter, for always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career, however humble. It is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere life is full of heroism. Be yourself. Especially do not feign affection, neither be cynical about love for the face of all aridity and disenchantment is the perennial as, as perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune, but do not distress yourself with dark imaginings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God. Whatever you conceive him to be, 
And whatever your labors and aspirations and the noisy confusion of life, keep peace in your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful and strive to be happy. That's fantastic. Number six, Leisure by W.H. Davies. A short poem could not be more pertinent to the world of today if it tried. It counsels us to take the time to stand and stare, or in other words, to slow down and observe all the beauty that surrounds you. Don't let the world rush by without notice. Open your eyes and see, really see it in all of its glory. Make space in your life for the simplest act of leisure. What is this life if full of care? We have no time to stand and stare. No time to stand beneath the boughs and stare as long as sheep or cows. No time to see when the woods we pass where squirrels hide their nuts in the grass. No time to see in broad daylight streams full of stars like skies at night. No time to turn at beauty's glance and watch her feet and how they dance. No time to wait until her mouth can enrich that smile her eyes began. A poor life this if, full of care, we have no time to stand and stare. Love it. Number seven, Opportunity by Burton Braley. You may ask yourself what the point of life is if all you do is repeat what others have done before you. This poem serves to remind us that the world never tires of creation and that you are a creator. It talks of great acts and great deeds, but also of love and romance and laughter and loyalty, things that every man or woman is capable of. Value what you have to contribute to this world. With doubt and dismay, you are smitten. You think there's no chance for you, son. Why, the best books haven't been written. The best race hasn't been run. The best score hasn't been made yet. The best song hasn't been sung. The best tune hasn't been played yet. Cheer up, the, for the world is young. No chance? Why, the world is just eager for things that you ought to create. Its store of true wealth is still meager. Its needs are incessant and great. It yearns for more power and beauty, more laughter and love and romance, more loyalty, labor, and duty. No chance why there's nothing but chance. For the best verse hasn't been rhymed yet. The best house hasn't been planned. The highest peak hasn't been climbed yet. The mightiest rivers aren't spanned. Don't worry and fret, faint-hearted. The chances have just begun. For the best jobs haven't been started. And the best work hasn't been done. Number eight. What Life Should Be by Pat A. Fleming. Stepping away from the famous and classic works, we find this gem of a poem by an amateur writer just goes to show you that anyone can create pieces of great meaning. Much like those well-known poems above, it talks us through how we ought to try to live our lives simple yet inspiring. To learn while still a child what this life is meant to be, to know it goes beyond myself it's so much more than me. To overcome the tragedies, to survive the hardest times, to face those moments filled with pain, and still manage to be kind. 
to fight for those who can't themselves, to always share my light, with those who wander in the dark, to love with all my might, to stand up with courage, though standing on my own, to still get up and face each day, even when I feel alone, to try to understand the ones that no one cares to know and make them feel some value when the world has let them go, to be an anchor, strong and true, a person loyal to the end, to be a constant source of hope to my family and friends, to live a life of decency, to share my heart and soul, to always say I'm sorry when I've harmed both friend and foe, to be proud of who I've tried to be and this life I've chose to live, to make the most of every day by giving all I have to give. To me, that's what life should be. To me, that's what it's for, to take what God has given me and make it so much more, to live a life that matters, to be someone of great worth, to love and be loved in return, and make my mark on earth. That might have been my favorite so far. It only took us eight poems to get there. I'm loving all of these, by the way. I'm I'm deep, deep in them. Number nine, What is Our Life? by Sir Walker Raleigh. This is shortest poem on the list. It's just 10 lines, but it encapsulates how life should not be taken seriously. Instead, the author suggests that life is a comedy and the earth is our stage. And so what should we do? Act well, make people laugh, play our part in the world until the curtain falls and we depart this life. What is our life? The play of passion, our mirth, the music of division, our mother's wombs, the tiring houses be, where we are dressed for life's short comedy, the earth stage, heaven as the spectator is, who sits and views whosoever doth act amiss. The graves which hide us from the scorching sun are like drawn curtains when the play is done. Thus paying post to our latest rest, and then we die in earnest and not in jest. Very cool. Number 10 in our final poem is The Builders by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. We started with a poem by this author, and so we shall end with another. Here we are taught that life sits atop the building blocks of time, and that our actions today give rise to our tomorrows. We are the architects and builders of our lives. When we want to attain our own vision of success, we must put the hard work in and energy. All are architects of fate working in these walls of time, some with massive deeds and great, some with ornaments of rhyme. Nothing useless is or low, each thing in its place is best, and what seems but idle show strengthens and supports the rest. For the structure that we raise, time is with materials filled. Our todays and yesterdays are the blocks in which we build. Truly shape and fashion these, leave no yawning gaps between. Think not because no man sees, such things will remain unseen. In the elder days of art, builders wrought with greatest care, each minute an unseen part, for the gods see everywhere. Let us do our work as well, both the unseen and seen, make the house where gods may dwell, beautiful, entire, and clean. Else our lives are incomplete, standing in these walls of time, 
Broken stairways where the feet stumble as they seek to climb. Build today, then strong and sure, with a firm and ample base and ascending and secure. Shall tomorrow find its place? Thus alone we attain, thus alone can we attain to those turrets where the eye sees the world as one vast plain and one boundless reach of sky. I hope that you guys enjoyed listening to me read poetry this evening, and I hope that in reflecting on your day today, or wherever you're at in your life right now, that you were able to resonate with one or several of these poems, and I will leave it commercial free, and that way you guys can listen to it whenever you feel low, or you need some inspiration for life, or you're on your way to bed or you're trying to go to sleep and you just needed something to remind you that everything is going to be okay and that sometimes you just need to hear some wordplay to get you through to the next chapter of what you're going through or where you're at, what you're doing. And uh, thank you all to those of you who listened for getting me through a, uh, a sleepless evening. Have a wonderful night and I will catch you guys the next podcast episode.